Hello, and welcome to the Tell Me More Cards podcast. My name is Kathy, the creator of the Tell Me More Cards, and I'm delighted that you are here today to listen to our next episode, where we'll be discussing a question from the deck of cards. So just sit back, relax, and allow the conversation to unfold. My next willing subject... Um, who's received a question from the Tell Me More Cards deck 30 minutes ago. And we're going to find out all about what she's got to say. So would you like to introduce yourself or you can stay anonymous? I, um, I don't need to be anonymous. Okay. My name's Marie Lovell. don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, thank you for being willing to, to come on and talk to me. Um, your question is, what unusual things have you been inside? Yes, that is my question. And I've spent some time trying to think whether there's anything unusual I've actually been inside. And I thought, well, once we start talking, something will come to me. It's a very weird question and it can be taken lots of different ways. It often gets a snigger when uh, when people read that question out. But I can always, I can think of one thing that I know about you already. Oh, well, there we are. You tell me. There's definitely some things. Um, I am I right in thinking you've got a little camper van? I have. So there's one thing. Tell us about that. First time, maybe. Well, yes. So we were thinking about getting a camper van and trying to do a bit of research into it and didn't have masses of money to spend. And my relationship with my hubby, Tony, many, many times this has happened, that we think about something and I do lots of research and read lots of stuff and go on blogs and weigh things up and write lists. And he basically doesn't even get a pen and stick it in a map. He just goes, oh, that's a good idea. And the number of times his decision has been right and mine's been wrong is astounding to me. And it feels very unfair. <laughs> very unfair. <laughs> um, so we looked on Google Maps at this place that was selling secondhand refurbished camper vans. And we went to where Google Maps said, and there was this little van out the back of the place. And it's got printed on the back, uh, no beers left in this camper van overnight. <laughs> how funny <laughs> um and he went in to ask about it and they said oh no that that business hasn't been here for about three years and it just happened to be an industrial unit completely unconnected to camper vans but one of the men who worked there really sadly his brother had died and he was selling his brother's camper van oh wow completely by chance had it parked outside oh. and wanted to sell it like it didn't say for sale on it or anything oh. wow yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's how a little camper van and uh it, you it, two people could very comfortably sleep in it but unfortunately we're always two people and now four dogs so i, I could fill a podcast with why it's four dogs but that's not Really related to the question, <laughs> unless it's why have you been inside a relationship where you can never say no to anyone in your family? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's our everyday vehicle, drive it all the time. 
it's less a camper van and more a van to sit and have cups of tea and do a bit of knitting and read a book. It's like a picnic van, if you will, but it is oh. also. Um, so just in the last week, I've used it to transport a coffin and 25, no, 10 80 litre storage containers. <laughs> I like your style. And That's my kind of van, the one that can be a camper van, but also a very practical vehicle. <laughs> but I'm, I yeah. have a big question mark over the coffin comment there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you care to elaborate? It, so that's just Amdram. So oh, of course me, it is. Um, so is yeah, it was a yeah, um, so bit of theatre prop, was it? It was, yeah, yeah. I've got a friend who's written a film script and we filmed it last Saturday. Um, and so I was helping her edit yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, and that's, that's very much us not having a clue what we're doing, just learning what we can learn by YouTubing or one of us learns something and helps someone else. Brilliant. Um, so did you, dare I say, did you get inside the coffin? Not on this occasion, but I have done in the past. So I let's... knew it. I knew it. There you go. So there's a very unusual thing. Not many people can say that when they're alive. No. I mean, probably everyone's going to go in one at some point, but yes. Yes. So I went inside the coffin. I think it was in, yeah, it was in lockdown. And I've got a friend who does or had done like, Night, night at the musicals at one of the theatres that I'm involved in. So in lockdown, everybody filmed themselves doing their bit, and then she very cleverly edited it together. Oh wow! So we did the. Um, I can't even remember the song now, but it's from the Adams Family musical. Yeah. And each of us dressed as a different character, and so I was being grandma, and right. um, yeah. So I, I got in it and put the lid on huh? and hubby started filming and then I did the whole push the lid back and then sit up and sit ah, oh, Flipping heck, that's brilliant. Oh, my goodness. I don't think there's many people can say they've done that. And I'm think, also thinking that with all the Amdram you do, I bet you've been in some other pretty weird things on stages or <laughs> for, for theatrical effect. Yeah, that's true when I come to think about it. I suppose I didn't count them because they're, you know, it felt like cheating. Oh, no, cheat away, please. The <laughs> limit is only your imagination. <laughs> so I've been inside a cake, but I would have to do cake with air quotes because <laughs> it was made out of plywood and had loads of um, screws sticking in. So oh, I had oh. to crouch down for an entire scene in order to burst out of the top of it. Oh, my God. In a panto, <laughs> and last last summer there was a, it was a really funny scene, which probably won't sound funny when it's described, but um, <laughs> it was like a comedy spoof of sort of a country house murder mystery thing, and I played Inspector Drake. Oh, great! And uh, there was a bit where my sort of sidekick, uh, Constable Plod. <laughs> we had found a trapdoor behind the settee in the big country house. And so behind the settee and the audience is over to my right. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going in. 
And then he climbs out the front of the settee. Oh, yeah. So the audience all see it, but I'm still shouting down the trapdoor and he's going, it's another room exactly like the one we were just in. And I'm going, <laughs> well, I'm coming through and climbed out of the settee. So you've been in a settee as well, a trap hole and a settee. Yes. There we are. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you got loads more of those, <laughs> haven't you? Do you do, do you do a play every year or, or is it twice a year? Yeah. So the, the main group that I'm mostly in would do a pantomime every January. Right because it's too much work to do it before Christmas. <laughs> and then we usually do two what we call mid-year shows in the summer. Oh, great. Um, oh, Tech Box, there we are. Oh, there's we're another not, one. Not always performing. Um, we're sort of, we're like a, um, more like a club. There's like another theatre that I'm involved with and they almost bring together a group of people for each performance each production yeah. um but ours is there's only about 15 of us in maybe so you have to take your turn you have to yeah. be selling the tickets you have to be I was going to say opening the curtains but very annoyingly the um the council have decided that they can't afford to mend the rope that pulls the curtains oh. and apparently it's very old-fashioned to have curtains so no more curtains it's so annoying oh and for me it's like I just really think of the pantomimes and how it's often you know kids first experience yeah and even though we're little and chatty and we only have a few hours each week to work on scenery mm. I like to think like curtains shut and you have something happening in front of the curtains and then the curtains open and it's like oh it's a castle or a village or yeah. you know yeah it just feels a bit sad to be doing it the more modern way of oh you watch us turn this around or bring something on or what have you yeah I know what you mean um I remember sticking yeah. my head through theatre curtains looking at the audience or vice versa maybe and there's this there is yeah. that it's that wall between the two spaces that that separator yeah. magical magical yeah. line between the two uh, other things that you might have been inside, I bet, because this is just, I, I have to ask, you, I bet you've worn some silly costumes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I've made some for other people. I quite like doing a little bit of sewing. And I haven't been in some of the maddest ones. I uh, played uh, Prod the Goblin in one pantomime. And I had... Uh, so I made myself a tunic out of hessian and like printed potatoes upside down on it. So it looked like a sack, you know, with holes for my head and arms. I don't think there's that many mad costumes that I've been in, really. They're all they're all mad to look at. They're not they like pudsy sort of... suit outfits or anything. Or <laughs> like big, you know, these huge big no. character costumes. I'm, I made our... Um, it was originally the crocodile. Is it originally a crocodile? But then it's become a dragon <laughs> and a Tyrannosaurus Rex in different <laughs> productions over the years. <laughs> I did think of another inside. Um, so I've done jury service. Oh, wow. So I got to be in the jury deliberation room and it was in Durham Crown Court oh, which wow. is one of the oldest in the country I think it 
dates in the 17 or 1800s. Oh, wow. So I bet there's some history in those walls. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's really funny because it's got, like, the modern stuff that it needs, but the building is obviously 200 or odd years old. Wow. And I think the door original and so it like was there for I think two weeks in the end oh wow and it was kind of like you know like the massive like if we made a prop of a key yeah <laughs> it would be really big massive chunky keys <laughs> and and then I and then I remember looking at one point and the judge has got his wig and his gown and everything on and he had Fitbit on <laughs> it's like what a contrast that's just weird. Oh, wow. And and one of the solicitors, he had his laptop and he was sort of using it like you might hold a sheaf of notes. And it was scaring me because he yeah. sort of had it like yeah. this and he was gesticulating with one hand. And I kept thinking he's going to drop it. And when he was try when he was standing up to present, he was using it to look at the notes on his laptop screen. And he had, you know, those cardboard file boxes that yeah. you get. He had like one of them up like sideways upturned not even upside down and this laptop was like bouncing on the top oh of it I, I swear I was listening seriously to everyone's testimony <laughs> but my eyes were taking all these yeah. things in at the same and time theatrics different kind of theatrics yeah mm, wow very very you know there's the stage and then um there was a point at which we all had to be taken out because they all had to have a conversation about something about whether we could be told something. Oh, wow. So, you know, we were like shunted out of the auditorium while the actors talked about their lines. And then we were brought back in and we evidently we couldn't be told the thing that he'd been about to say. Wow. So. wow. How did you find it as an overall experience? Um, it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, no, no, it wasn't. And it stayed with me a bit. And um, yeah. And, you know, because you can't, you can't talk about it when it's happening at all to anyone. Mm. Um, which is a weird because in life it's unusual yeah. to be forbidden to talk about something to anyone. Yeah. Isn't it? You yeah. know, even if you don't talk about shit can I say even if you don't talk about it you you sort of know oh I could if I needed to or if I wanted to yeah but yeah wow and then afterwards you can but you sort of think well it's gone but wow. it was a bit it, I think the first the first time anyone spoke to us as jurors they said words to the effect of I imagine when you were called for jury service, you thought something along the lines of, let it be anything other than a child being sexually abused. And I have to tell you that the case before you today is such a case. Oh, man. It was just like... Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well done for your serving your duty there <laughs> and representing. <laughs> well, you don't have any choice, do you? <laughs> yeah. Open neck. Wow. But it was the building prompted by your question. It's made me think of the building yeah. and how also you sort of. So Durham Crown Court's got, I think, two. There may be another, but it's got two 
courtrooms within the building and then this sort of central area with these stairs going up and there was sort of all of this stuff in the court about what we could be told and what we couldn't be told and evidently we found out after we'd reached a decision that that case had been in court previously and the jury had failed to reach a decision and in actual fact we failed to reach a decision oh wow um as a as a group and but we didn't know that until afterwards but that was one of the reasons I think why there was a bit like well can I say this and can I talk about that Mm. and there was somebody who would have like if if you were just trying to find out between what one person telling you another person telling you there was a third person there you'd you'd go can I hear from you please but that person wasn't allowed to testify so that person was like sitting in the gallery and and we in fact asked can we hear from and we were told no you can't hear from that person so there was all of this sort of manufactured stuff but then when we went out for our lunch break or arrived or went at the end of the day there's one main door at the front so all of the witnesses the defendant the their family and us are walking in and out next to each other and like you would come out and they'd be standing there having a fag and talking about it all and you're walking right next oh to them my God. and thinking well they they all know who I am and that just seemed really weird. Yeah, that is mad, isn't it? Flipping egg. Well, I didn't expect that this question would get, get us <laughs> to be t- talking about the the ins and outs of the jury of jury service and the and not that yeah. and, and and how complex that is and the requirements of the space and stuff. That's amazing. Well, can you believe it? We've got maybe a five or so minutes to go. But it feel I feel like I want to ask you about all the places you've been inside it feels <laughs> natural not for it to be more two-way well this is the form of the podcast is it's all about you <laughs> um I'm pretty sure I could reel off a whole host of things but I definitely couldn't say a coffin <laughs> and I definitely couldn't say a, a jury box <laughs> they are niche <laughs> things I was thinking you said uh, at the start of the call that you'd been doing some editing. Was was that right? You were saying so you're doing some filming yeah. and doing some editing. And I was thinking I always picture that as being in a little room, like a little editing booth. But I, I guess it was probably just in someone's living room or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday was in Kat's kitchen. Um, and I was I was imparting to her my massive wisdom gleaned by editing a film. Like I want to say I made, but we made it as a group. But it was I directed it last year, and I'd written the script with a with a friend. So, um, yeah. So we were just sitting in her kitchen. <laughs> so that's maybe doesn't qualify for unusual things to be inside, then, does it? Um, is yeah. any of your are any of your productions your video productions online available as as it were? Yeah, we haven't made so Remembrance Night is the film that we made last year, and I haven't made that publicly available yet because it's still um so th- this was this was a whole thing um so I saw Tees Valley International Film Festival. 
advertised and I thought oh we've wanted to make Remembrance Night we've done it as a stage we've wanted to make it a film we'll make it an entry and in my mind for some reason I was thinking about you know when you make well I don't but you know people make jam and enter it in the country fair or bread or something yeah and so I like got in touch with the guy and he gave me loads of advice. We made the film and we entered it and we went to watch it. Uh, and everyone, wow. was, everyone was like professional filmmakers. Nobody else was just like a group of mates having oh, a go. That's so but cool. he was lovely and he really appreciated us supporting him. So that's brilliant. It, you know, so it got screened. Yeah. Um, and that was just so exciting. But when I went when we went to enter, there's a thing where like there's hundreds of film festivals all around the world and I didn't even know that (laughs) so any that have got like amateur categories or no budget categories I've entered a few of them just to see what happens brilliant um so for them you have to usually not have it publicly available yet Uh, so it will be it Uh will be in once we get cats film made then we'll sort of just let Remembrance Night be public and put hers in a few festivals and then get have and then have this new one yeah wow that's cool that's so good great oh well I look forward to seeing some of it uh one day hopefully you'll hopefully you'll share it um because uh we are both in the Facebook group the Deep Questions UK Facebook group so perhaps in the future that'll come up in a question on our online group and uh, you may just maybe drop us a little link there so that we can have a watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. You said you've, I think, am I right? Well, you said you've got four dogs at the moment. Some of those are puppies, right? Yeah. It's a sad, happy sort of story. Oh, is it? Oh. A friend of my son's had had this dog mated and was going to sell her puppies to make money. And then he had some difficulties he was homeless so the pregnant dog was homeless just before Christmas we thought she can come to us have her pups we'll find good homes for her and all the pups she'd not been there five minutes before was like I really love her and then she had seven pups and in the first week six of them died oh my god oh just the vet said this just happens sometimes. You couldn't put a finger on what was wrong. They weren't gaining weight. And then we tried to bottle feed them and then they were aspirating the milk and dying because we drowned them. And Oh, God. And I'm like, we drowned puppies, but it was like... I'm not laughing. It's just... No, laughing. I know. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrible time. Oh, God. But this little guy, we worked out when he was suckling from his mum if we put a syringe in the corner of his mouth and really really slowly yeah then it and like timed it with when he was gulping oh so wow we were doing, oh commitment. about two weeks we were doing a feed that took an hour and a half and we were starting it every three hours oh just that is commitment well but with because you've got no choice have you what are you going to do Oh, when you've got a little so, tiny, tiny one week old puppy that needs your assistance. Literally, oh. literally like fitted in the time of palm, hand. Yeah. And now he's like this and he's monstrous and full of life. And Oh, that's amazing. What a skill. Well done. Oh, well. But raising that thing. Oh, what's he called? Inky. Inky. 
I like it. It's <laughs> got like three. He was white when he was born with these three black spots and black ears. And now he's like, a, they call it Roan. He's like a really interesting, like his undercoat is mostly black and then a white overcoat, but he's still got these spots. Oh, and it cute. wasn't a thought out name. It was just a like, how can we tell these puppies apart so that we, we can weigh them and know, yeah. you know, which one had a feed when. And yeah. I just thought he's like, he's like somebody flicked an ink pen at him and he's got these three but you know now we'll, yeah. well we're never we couldn't I don't know we keep we keep on saying we'll just see how it goes because the plan was always to find a good home for him but um, I think yeah bonded you've bonded so now cool. fully bonded yeah oh how lovely Right, we're going to wind up now and I'm just going to challenge you to think of one last unusual thing that you've been inside. Like just cast your mind out there thinking as 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 left field as you possibly can. Well, now I can, now I'm thinking of hundreds. So I was brought, brought up on a fire station. Okay. So I was in fire engines, playing in fire engines as a kid. Through that with my dad, I've been inside a salt mine. Brilliant. And I've spent hours in the last few months inside a dog whelping crate with a head torch and my glasses on so that I could get myself angled. <laughs> you see, it just sometimes takes a while for those like those answers to trickle through, doesn't it? But I bet you think of loads more as well after this, after this yeah. chat. Was <laughs> that another one? I must tell Cappy. Yeah, you will be in the club now that keeps emailing Kathy things that she's like, I only wanted to know last week. I don't want you to keep telling me for the next three years. I think I've been inside something unusual. Today. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh well, that's been a really interesting, vibrant conversation that's taken us through all sorts, the gauntlet, the, the emotions, the laughter, some really tough subject matters. Um, but it's been really, really lovely to share this conversation with you, Marie, and I'm so grateful for you um, being willing to do this and, and showing up. Oh, oh, it's lovely. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. I'll see you online, no doubt, uh, soon. And till then, thank you so much and goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope our conversation has given you some entertainment and gifts of insight or curiosity that you can take away into your own life. If you want to know more about the various Tell Me More card decks available, please go to www.tellmemorecards.co.uk and you can email me from there with any other comments or questions too. Thanks for listening. 